Jesus had nothing to do with when, when, when Peter came up and started saying all that stuff to him. And we've got to resist those things. If you can't watch certain TV shows, don't watch them. If you can't look at certain magazines, don't look at them. Don't fight battles you haven't been called to fight. There's just some battles God doesn't want you to fight. Don't need to fight them. There's some person, you know, headed your way. And you know, I'll get in a fuss with that guy if I mess with him long. Don't mess with him. Get away from him. You hear what I'm saying to you? That's exactly what was happening with Jesus right there. As he realized it, and he just shut it down. He didn't quote no scriptures. I mean, he made a scripture because everything Jesus said is the Word of God. You know, he came up with one, but he didn't come up with one that was already existing. He just said no. That's a good scripture this morning. Everybody say no. no. That's a good biblical word. No. When it comes to the devil, that's your word for him. No. Everybody say no. no. Now, you learn how to use that word when you want to sit down and watch that thing on TV because your flesh is going to want it. Is that really good? And clear? All right, number three. Let's turn over to Luke. Next couple books over. Matthew, Mark, Luke. Luke chapter 22. Now, I know you should be asking this question. Well, that's great. I understand two kinds of trials now, but how do I know which one I'm in? You know, because you can have all this understanding, you've got to figure out which one you're in so you'll know how to maneuver through it. Luke 22. Let me read verse 31 and 32. This is a great scripture. Everybody knows this one. And the Lord said, Simon, Simon, indeed Satan has asked for you. Remember what I said a while ago? Satan has to get permission. Satan has asked for you. Asked permission. Desired. There's another word there. Desired you. That he may sift you as wheat. But I have prayed for you. That's Jesus' response. I prayed for you. Anybody feel like, thank you, Lord. Why didn't you tell him no? You know, been better if you'd said no. So oh, he's praying for me that your faith should not fail. I would rather the Lord just say, "No, you ain't doing that to him. Not this time." That's what I want the Lord to say. He ain't going through this one. But Jesus said, "I'm gonna pray for you that your faith should not fail." And when you have returned to me, in other words, you're gonna go through something, Peter. You're you're going through. I've given Satan permission to do this to you. I've allowed this. This is a trial meant to release you into your destiny. There are trials that God brings in our life meant to release us into what God has for us. Because he said, and when you return to me, strengthen your brethren, which Peter spent the rest of his life doing that, building up the body of Christ. That's what he spent the rest of his life doing. So here's a trial that God allowed in Peter's life, but the end of it was to bring Peter into his destiny. See, some people are going through some pretty major stuff in their life. These are like these major league trials, big-time stuff. You didn't have anything to do with it. It wasn't your fault. You didn't commit a sin. You know, you just are like, a, I'm a victim here, God. But you're really not a victim. God has allowed that kind of trial to come in your life because He wants to release you into your destiny. And you must go through this to be able to do it. And the Lord's saying, listen, I'm praying for you. And you know the Lord's prayer is going to be answered that your faith wouldn't fail. I mean, you may feel like, oh, I'm getting on the edge here. And I've been there. You know, I remember one time telling the Lord, listen, I'm at the end. And if you don't grab me, I'm going to fall off the ledge. And I was serious. I wasn't just saying it, hoping I'd be there. You know how sometimes you'll say stuff to God being real extreme, you know, trying to get Him to do something. 
I won't trying to get God. I will just tell him, this is my state. I am fixing to fall away from you. And I really was. I'm just saying this to you. If you don't do something, I'm going to fall if you don't grab me. I wasn't saying that trying to coax God into doing something because God ain't no idiot. If you lie and you ain't really there, guess what he's going to do? I'll just push you on over there. I'll get you there. And you don't come acting, you know, when you're in that state, you're saying to God and you're desperate. Because in your heart, I'm not going to fall away from you. I don't want to, Lord, but this is where I'm at. I can't help it. I'm finished. I mean, this went, you know, this was after this major, 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 major trial that went on in my life. That was terrible. I mean, it wasn't just, it was awful. I don't want to waste your time talking about all the awful details, but believe me, it was. And that's exactly what Peter was going through. And the Lord prays that your faith won't fail you. And he give, you know, kept me, you know, because he's able to keep you through those things. And he will keep you. He's, you know, he's committed to that if you choose to let him. <clears throat> so that's a, that's a, a type of trial. And, and the way, what we need to do is just, you know, I think we need to just do what he was doing, pray. <laughs> Lord, help. Help me get through this. Uh, the, the fourth trial, let's turn over to Acts 21. Are y'all with me? Is it hot in here? It is that last day of malaria mess, and that mess makes me so hot. I feel like I'm on on fire. So y'all make sure you take your malaria medicine, those who went to Africa. Um, Acts 21. This, this is, listen to this, this is a good one. This is a trial we choose to go through because of our destiny. It's a trial we choose to. You see, there's, this is a trial that we get to make a decision about. These, there are trials, there are situations that are coming up that you get to decide, am I going to go through this or not? Here's a, here's a classic example. You're a young person. You're at school. All the people are there. They're having a party. They invite you to come. You go to it. They're drinking and smoking pot and doing drugs. And you say, you've got to make a decision. You're going to make a choice. Am I going to join them or am I going to separate myself from them and not do that? You're going to get some heat about that. You're going to get some heat. When I was working in the, in the engineer world, they would have company parties and where everybody would, not everybody, but many people would just get blistered, you know, drunk. And you go to these parties and you wouldn't indulge with them and they would give you a hard time about it. That was a trial I was choosing to go through because I'm a Christian and I'm not going to go get drunk with you. You know, I mean, that ain't a major deal, but, you know, who wants to be fussed at and made fun of and put down? Nobody does. I mean, unless you're just messed up. But that's the type of trial we're talking about here. Listen, let me read what Paul, it says in verse 10. And as we stayed many days, a certain prophet came, a certain prophet named Agabus came down from Judea. And when he had come to us, he took Paul's belt, bound his own hands and feet and said, Thus says who? The Holy Spirit. So shall the Jews at Jerusalem bind the man who owns this belt and deliver him to the hands of the Gentiles. Most people who had a half a brain in their mind would have never went to Jerusalem. At that moment. Right? I mean, hey, they're going to put me in jail over this thing. I'm going to go to jail if I go there. Would you go somewhere if you knew you was going to jail? I mean, more than likely you would not go there and had to go through that. Now, when he heard these things, both we and those from Jerusalem pleaded with him not to go to Jerusalem. So all the Christian brethren were saying, please don't go, Paul, don't do this. 
You know, we don't want you to do this. Then Paul answered, what do you mean by weeping and breaking my heart? For I am ready not only to be bound, but also to, to die at Jerusalem for the name of the Lord Jesus. For the name of the Lord. I'm willing to go there, and I'm willing to not only be put in prison, but I'm willing to die for the Lord. So I'm going. It was because of his destiny. It was because of his calling. Paul made a choice to go and suffer. There are certain trials in our life that we can make a choice on. We can make a choice on and go through or not go through. And that's a real important one. Trials we go through, we choose to go through because of our destiny. And if you ever really want to come into your destiny fully, you're going to face some trials and you're going to have to walk through those things if you really want to come into it. Of course, Jesus was the classic example. In uh, Mark 14, let me read verse 35 and 36. It says, He went a little further and fell on the ground and prayed that if it were possible, the hour might pass from him. This is Jesus, the Lord himself, in, in Gethsemane. And he said, Abba, Father, all things are possible for you. Take this cup away from me. That's what Jesus was praying that. Take this. I don't want to go through this. I don't want to face the cross. I don't want to face this. Nevertheless, not what I will, but what you will. The Lord himself is an example of saying, Lord, I don't want to have to go through this, but if that is what your will is for my life, if that is what your destiny is for my life, I will go through it. I will go through it. And that's the kind of heart the Lord wants to release in us. Fifth, the fifth and last trial, turn to 2 Corinthians 12. This, again, is a famous, you know, thing. It's been beat to death in the church. But, you know, those famous things have been beat to death in the church. We need to beat them to death some more and get some more good stuff out of them. Everybody knows old Paul and his thorn in the flesh. 2 Corinthians 12. Verse 7, I encourage you sometime to read uh, 2 Corinthians 11. There's 22 things that Paul lists in 2 Corinthians 11 that he went through for the name of the Lord. 22 things. You know, he talks about getting stoned and getting in perils of robber and perils. I mean, he went through all kinds of getting beaten, getting shipwrecked, getting bit by snakes. I mean, this is this man's life. And I'm not saying... We all have to do that, but I think it's interesting. And then he says uh, in verse 7 of 2 Corinthians 12, At least I should be exalted above measure by the abundance of the revelation. A thorn in the flesh was given to me, a messenger of Satan to buffet me. You know what that word buffet means? It means to strike with the fist like a boxer. In other words, Paul had this messenger, this angel, actually word messenger's angel. There was this angel, there was this demon that was assigned to Paul to hit him. To punch him. That's really what it's saying. It was sitting there to come and just come out and knock the fire to me every once in a while. Knock me off. Least I'll be exalted above measure. Concerning this thing, I pleaded with the Lord. He was a smart man. <laughs> I pleaded with the Lord three times that it might depart from me. Three times I pleaded. And he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, most gladly, I will rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Now, here's a trial meant to bring glory to God. It's a trial meant to bring glory to God in your life, to show the demonic realm, to show the world that you're an overcomer. And that's the kind of trial the Lord will release in people's life. There'll be things that you plead with the Lord to remove from you that the Lord does not. Now, I don't believe it was sickness because I don't believe, I believe sickness was part of the atonement. By His stripes, we are healed. 
I don't believe God makes people sick. I mean, I think the Lord will use sickness in a person's life. But I don't think God wants people to be sick. I just don't believe that is God's will. I don't think that is biblical at all. I think our sins and our sickness were dealt with on the cross. I really believe that's, that's straight Bible. That's what the Bible really says. So I don't believe God brings sickness on people to deal with them. But I believe God will use sickness to deal with them. So I'm not believing this was, was sickness. I'm really not. I mean, it could have been, you know, it could have been a lot of things. Some people think it was Paul's thoughts and memories of persecuting the church. I wonder if it's not all these, you know, I mean, he's talking about being buffed and being hit, all these difficulties he went through for the gospel's sake in, in 2 Corinthians 11. I've wondered about that. So there are going to be things that are going to come in your life, and I'm saying this morning, not sickness, but I'm, think, I'm saying demonic things that will come against you that the Lord is going to allow in your life and allow to stay in life that you're going to have to overcome. could be a difficulty with a child, you know, whatever. I mean, I don't know. But those are those kinds of trials that God allows so we can become overcomers. Now, here's the key. That, those are five types of trials that we, are face, we face as a Christian. And each one of those required, like, like this one, you know, plead with the Lord. Please do that. Plead with Him. Maybe He'll have mercy on you and take it away. But uh, the Lord's answer was that is no, Paul, grace. That's, that's the answer for that trial. It's grace. It's not rebuking the devil and running him off. It's grace. You see the differences? You see there's different kinds of attacks, there's different kinds of trying that comes to you, and we really need to have an understanding what is the situation we're in so we can know how to rightly respond. Because a lot of people go around binding and rebuking and stomping and slapping the enemy when the Lord's saying, no, this is a grace deal. I'm not going to do that. I want you to be an overcomer. I want you to overcome this thing. Now that's where we've got to get to so we can understand what's happening in our lives. Instead of being like a bunch of daggone, you know, just we don't know what's happening to us. We're getting killed. I hate that. I hate that when I don't really understand what spiritually is happening around me. I want to know so I can respond rightly. And there's five trials. There's five different responses. Now, here's what we've got to do, I think. And this is Ephesians six eighteen. You know, after he goes through all the armor stuff, he says, Praying always with all prayer and supplication. And the Spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. So I think, here's what you've got to do. When you get into a trial, I think you've really got to seek the Lord with a mind towards, Lord, what is going on in my life? What, how, what is the right response in this situation? Is it rebuking and binding the devil? Is it? You know, I know for a fact my... Morning temptations are rebuking by the devil and go on my life. You know what I'm saying? And I know there's a time when God really wants you to use the Scriptures, a sword on the devil, to really go out here and chop it all to pieces with it. We need to know. So I think the only way is when we get in a situation, we've really got to be before the Lord. If you study the book of Nehemiah, which is, is a book, there's like nine prayers in the book of Nehemiah that he went through trying to rebuild the walls around Jerusalem. He prayed nine different prayers. And some of them were pretty great prayers, you know, real eloquent prayers. Some of them were simply this. God, help. Help! We're being under attack. We're fixing to get really messed up. Please help us. One of his prayers like this. Lord, get those guys. Get them, Lord. They have attacked us. Get them. That was one of his prayers. One of his prayers was this. 
Lord, are we sinning? What have we done wrong to allow something like this to happen in our lives? So the key is we've got to get before the Lord to find out what's going on in life instead of knee-jerk reactions. We really do. And the Lord wants to reveal those things because He wants to communicate what's going on. Just like He did with that church at Smyrna. He said, listen, you're fixing to go through something. Just hang in there and you're going to be okay. The devil's going to test you and try you. That was a trial that the Holy Spirit arranged. The Holy Spirit allowed to really release that church into its destiny. But what happens with a lot of people when they get that, they fall off. They fall off the wagon. I mean, if you knew you was going through something, and you knew when you came out the other end, you would come in to the destiny, the thing that burned in your heart, you'd be a heck of a lot more willing to, you know, I'm going to get through this thing, Lord, somehow. I'm going to go tie myself up to somebody that will help me. You know, let them drag me around if they have to. That's why Paul said that at the end of that Athena. You've got to pray. You've got to seek the Lord. You've got to find out the mind of the Lord. See, Nehemiah always, if you study that, he always seemed to have the right answer of what to do. Always seemed to know. The right answer. How did he get that right answer? Every time he would know, we better stop working for a while. We've got to stop. Regroup. We better go rebuke some of our guys because they've messed up. We better get some swords in these builders' hands. Let them build a while and fight a while. So one time the enemy came to him. He said, I ain't got time to even mess with you. That's what he said to him. I'm not coming in here talking to you. I'm doing something. That's one of them in the morning things. I ain't got time to mess with you, devil. I've got a big day ahead of me. You know, he just always knew the right answer. And I think God wants us to know the right answer of what's going on in our life. He don't want us to be ignorant of what's going on around us. He wants to reveal His heart to us and say, Listen, listen, guy, you are going through this major, 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 major test. And you're going to feel like there's five armies against you. But don't worry. It's me. Don't worry. You're going to come into your destiny. You just stay faithful to me through this thing. The Lord will show us stuff like that. The Bible says that His sheep know His voice. We need to know His voice concerning our trials and difficulties in life. We don't need to be like a bunch of children and don't know nothing. You see, a lot of times parents don't share hardships with children, right? You're going through difficulties, you know, you could be going through financial that Kids know nothing about it. You don't want them to. You don't want them to have to suffer. But when they get old and you're going through financial difficulties and they're hitting you up for money, you say, I ain't got any money because... You start revealing things to them so they can understand and grow. And the Lord wants to do that for us. He don't want to leave us in the dark. You hear what I'm saying to you? Now, I believe there's people going through trials in this room this morning, and you have no idea why you're going through it. And what will happen if you keep going the direction you're going, you're going to find yourself in despair, and the enemy's going to be able to take advantage of you. But you need to find out from the Lord. You need to say, Lord, that Scripture says that. I can hear your voice and know your voice. Talk to me about this trial, Lord. Give me some wisdom, Lord. Am I just simply being pruned? I feel like that's one thing the Lord said about our church. I was asking, Lord, what? What is this? And we got together, you know, and be frustrated together. But one thing I was reading that little book about secrets of the vine, and he was talking about these different baskets that he's, you know, that these guys who do vineyards. And, each basket, one of them had nothing in it. One of them had a little bit of fruit in it. And one of them had a little bit more in it. And one of them was full. 
And I feel like the Lord was saying, well, you know, they've been some fruit in the church, a little bit of fruit, you know, but the Lord's looking for a lot of fruit. So He allows pruning. He allows those things to come in our life so He can gain a lot more from us. But if we are not careful, we will lose heart during those times. And we will give up and we will make mistakes that will cost us years in the Lord. And I can say that to you this morning because I have made those mistakes on a personal level where it cost me years in the Lord. Where I didn't respond correctly to God's dealing in my life. I didn't respond correctly to, to testings and temptations. And the Lord does not want that. He wants the people who can respond. And we can't respond if we don't know how to respond. And we... And that's what I'm trying to communicate to you this morning. There are ways that we're tried. There's different things and there's different responses that we need to make. And we need to find out from the Lord, what is my trial? What is going on here? I don't want to be a fair-weather Christian. I don't want to be a fair-weather worshiper. I don't want to be a fair-weather Bible reader. I don't want to just play when I feel like it. I don't want to just act spiritual when everything's going good in my life, Lord. I want to do it no matter what. And that's what God is trying to say to us. He wants to get us to that place. Instead of, oh, I'm so messed up, I think I'll go drink some beer. And ten beers later, you know, or whatever your temptation is. I think I'll go watch an R-rated movie or something, something bad. Or I'll go smoke some marijuana or something. I'm going to go do this because I'm so messed up. There's something happening in your life, yes, but your response because you don't really understand. You haven't got in touch with your shepherd. I'm talking about the Lord. The Lord's our shepherd. And hearing His voice, hearing His voice, finding out, hey, what is that vine dresser in heaven doing? I need to know because I'm in trouble here. He'll tell you. He's committed to us. He's more committed to us than we are to Him. I really want to encourage you this morning. Everybody who's going through trials, feel like you're in a fiery trial, I really want to encourage you. The Lord wants to help you through it. If you feel shook this morning, you're in good company. You're in good company. Do you hear me? I want to ask everybody who feels like they want to be prayed for concerning trials. If you want to be prayed to come up this morning for prayer, I really want us to pray for you. Anybody want to come up for prayer about their trial? If you don't really understand or if you're just going through a trial and you need your Lord to help you get through your trial, the Lord wants to help you this morning. I believe the Lord wants to give a special blessing to you. And I'm not saying a special blessing to get you out. Because I ain't going to be so foolish to try to bail you out of something God ain't bailing you out of. But I do believe God wants to help you, encourage you in your trial. I believe God will reveal to you what kind of trial. And there's other trials. I'm not saying I've exhausted this deal. <laughs> you can't. You can't exhaust the Word of God. There's a variety of things. The devil is an old adversary. He's tricky. He knows a lot of stuff. But God has given us some insight in His Word. He's given us some clues. You hear me? So I'd like to get some people to come up that would be willing to lay hands on these individuals and really pray for them. That the Lord would really help them in their trial. That the Lord would really reveal Himself to them. The Lord would speak to them about their trial 
and give them some glimpse and give them some hope about that trial. Can I get some people to come out here and pray for them? People in the ministry team, would you please come over here and begin to lay hands on on your brothers and sisters here and help them through their fiery trial. Help them through their fiery trial. And Lord, I just want to pray for every person that's standing here this morning that's going through something in their life, Lord Jesus. And Lord, they don't may not understand it or they may understand it, they just need, need grace and faith to get through, Lord. And Lord, that You would speak to them this morning that they would not feel that the shepherd has deserted them. Lord, they'd feel the touch of the shepherd right now. Lord, I pray right now through the people laying hands on them and praying from their words and their hands, they would sense the breath of the shepherd on them, the breath of God on them. Lord, I ask you to do that this morning. Lord, give us ears to hear, eyes to see, and a heart to understand what you're really doing and saying in our life, Father. Lord, I just want to bless, bless these that are being tried and tested. Lord, I pray, just like you prayed for Peter, their faith would not fail. Their faith would not fail. God, you would increase their faith today. Increase their stamina, Lord. Increase their strength, Lord. And Lord, if any of them are overcome this morning by their trial, I pray you give them grace to rise above it, Father. I thank you for that. In Jesus' name. Just come on out here and pray for them. And we can... uh, as we pray for them and just really bless them and love on them this morning and let them know that the Lord loves them. And that's what I want you to do. So if anybody's got the love of God, if you sense the love of God in your heart, would you please come up here and share that love with these people? Because we need some more people praying. Just come up and love on them and let them know that God loves them and cares about them. Because that's really how the Lord gets us. So He loves us through our messes. And anybody who feels like they got the love of God functioning, Please come up and love on these people. And just as we uh, worship some, you know, you can, the rest of you can be dismissed as you, at your will. Or you can just sit back in your chair and really pray for these folks. Lord, bless every person, Lord. We stand in awe of your presence. And we seek your holiness For your love it is eternal You want us to from you Father in heaven we come to worship you Holy us to walk in you. Jesus, we say that we want to glorify you. We stand